Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. Hey church, how are you going? So great to uh, be able to come and share again with the devotion for Church at Home. Um, I'm excited to share this this, uh, message today. Um, We're going to be talking about silence and solitude. So we're still in our series on TikTok and how good has that series been? Um, Absolutely loved every part of it. I really hope you're getting a lot out of it and uh, you're feeling like it's impacting your life because that's the whole goal, right? So uh, what we need to understand is that this series is not just about behavioral change. We're not just doing it to change some behaviors in our life, but it's about spiritual transformation. It's about spiritual uh, formation of, the, of a disciple's life, about going beyond a, just a confession of being a Christian, to going to something deeper and learning new ways and new rhythms uh, in, our, in, our, in our discipleship experience so that we grow. Um, so today we're going to talk about silence and solitude. So if you have your Bible there, um, I'd love you, or you, this will come up on the screen. Um, I'd love you just to come with me to, to Mark chapter 1, verse 35. And it says this, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. So we see in this, uh, this, this, this scripture that Jesus had um, gotten up early in the morning not all of us can get up early in the morning. I, I get up early in the morning now, but but um, I never used to be able to because you know for, it's more about finding a place or a time where you can pull yourself away from the world, pull yourself away from the noise, and separate yourself for the Lord. So in this passage, Jesus went out in the morning and he went to a place by himself in a solitary place. It said it was a place of silence where it was just him and God, and he prayed. And so what we see is Jesus had developed a, a pattern or a pace about his life, a, a, predictable, a predictable rhythm in his devotional life Jesus had. As you read through the scriptures, you, you, often quite, you see quite often Jesus withdrawing to a, a place of prayer. Um, in, in Luke 5.15, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places to pray. He often pulled himself away from the busyness. So he had great times of busyness. He had great times of achievement. He had great times of seeing amazing things happen where he was putting out, putting out, putting out. But then there was this, this, this pattern in his life where after a great amount of expense of energy, he would withdraw from that and he would go to a quiet place or an isolated place or by himself. He would send the disciples out on the boat and uh, he would go up the mountain to pray or he would, you know, withdraw from a, one place and, 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 and slowly walk to another. And in that time, he was communicating with God. He was connecting with his father. He tells us in the scriptures that he only ever did what he saw his father doing. Well, where do you think he saw his father doing things? It wasn't when he was busy. It was when he wound down, withdrew, and he went to the place of, of solitude or that place of silence, that place where he separated himself for a season or for a time so that he could connect with his father. And so silence and solitude is such an important element of the our spiritual formation. 
Um, God wants, the, you know, in this series, what we're doing is we're not just learning, like I said, behavioral change, but we're, lo- we're, we're learning something much deeper than that. And uh, we, we mustn't look at this as just, oh, I'm just going to change some behaviors and I'm gonna, everything's going to work out. We don't actually have what it takes to transform our own life. We don't actually have, you know, just us in our own strength trying to change things. It's not sustainable for us. We don't have the power to sustain that change. There's only one person who does, and that is Jesus. It's when we, when we follow his patterns and we do as he did and we become like he became, then we, can't, we can start to see the transformation take place that, the, that, that his word promises us. So we're talking here about spiritual formation. You know, the Bible is, it's about 23 times approximately. You might find one or two other references I might have missed, but about 23 times the, the Bible in the, in, the, uh, in the Gospels talks about how Jesus would withdraw or he would go to a solitary place or he would be walking along the, the, the Sea of Galilee all by himself. He would have these moments of silence. You know, I've been learning to, uh, to incorporate this silence and this solitude into my own life. Just the end of last year, I did a, a pastor's retreat. It was a silence and solitude retreat. And uh, what we looked at was what it meant to be, um, you know, to withdraw and go into a place of solitude with God, where you, where you, you where you're not necessarily worshiping like on guitar or singing music. You're not really re- even reading your Bible. What you're doing is just laying down the agenda. It's because what I'm talking about here in the silence and the solitude, it's not about taking a passage away and meditating on that passage and thinking about that passage. And uh, this is this is something different. It's it's not like spiritual meditation. It's it's actually more about withdrawing to draw near to God. The Bible says if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us. So it's about that drawing near. It's about putting aside everything else. And then pulling ourselves away to spend time in our Father's presence. Not for any reason. We don't come with a checklist. We don't come with a want list or, or a, need, a need to list. What we come with is just a blank agenda to say, God, I have come to connect with you. Father, I want to know you. I want to know you. It's those times like David had in the book of Psalms where he would sit out in the paddock overlooking those sheep and no one was around. He was by himself. And these greats, he was inspired to write these great Psalms, but the inspiration didn't come from studying all the scriptures and busying ourselves with, with uh, Christian practices and behavior. What, what came was the fact that he sat with his father on that mountaintop. And I mean, not his earthly father i mean his heavenly father and he related and connected with him so so we see that silence and solitude was was a very important element of jesus's life and uh what we need what we learn through that is that god comes to us in our moments in our times of silence when we stop when we quieten the world we quieten our world and we withdraw you know, Jesus taught his disciples when they asked him how to pray. He said this, he, he said uh, in Matthew 6, 6, it says, But when you pray, Jesus said to them, go into your room, close the door and pray to the father who is unseen. Go into your room, go into your quiet place, go into that solitary place where nobody is and sit with your father and speak with him, converse with him. Not, not, not to get something, but to build relationship. You're going you're gonna to find that, you know, the coming season 
of, of our Christian faith, the coming season of society even. It's, you know, and for Christians especially, um, this, this learnt art of being with your Father in relationship with your Father in heaven is going to become a predominant message that God is bringing to his church. Relationship above all else. Relationship above performance. Relationship above have-tos, want-tos, got-tos, uh, religious jargon, whatever it may be. Relationship is going to trump everything else in the kingdom of God, coming closer and drawing nearer to God. So let me give you this. I've got three S's, three S, four S's, sorry, four S's of silence and solitude. The first is this, you have to start, which means you have to find the space and the time to draw away and actually start practicing this spiritual discipline, this spiritual transformation process. Um, to stop and uh, uh, to start to, to, you know, all devotion, all meaningful devotion starts in silence and solitude. It's where we hear God's voice. Elijah, when, when he was in the mountain on the cave and, 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 and he wanted to speak to God, it was after all the bad things happened with Jezebel and all the prophets and all that stuff happened in the valley. He finds himself in this mountain. He's depressed. He's, he's having a bad time. And, and, and it says that, that, you know, the, that God come to speak to him, but God's voice wasn't in the earthquake that came. It wasn't in the wind. It wasn't in the fire. It wasn't, it came as a still small voice, the Bible says. And some scholars say that, that actually when it was translated to small voice or quiet voice or a still small voice, um, that was their best way to interpret the, the, what it really meant, which meant actually um, some say that it, it, God's voice came in utter silence. It wasn't until all the noise was gone of the, of the wind and the, and the earthquake and the fire, the blazing fire, that, that, that the voice of God came and it came out of a place of utter silence. God came to Elijah in silence. Silence and solitude. It was when he was in silence, when we separate ourselves, no matter how we feel and we stop and we push aside all the agenda, we push aside all the things that could preoccupy us and we just sit, just like Mary did, just like Mary did. Hey, with Mary and Martha, Martha busied herself. Mary came and sat at the feet of Jesus and Jesus said to Martha when she complained, Martha, 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 just like, you know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from the Brady Bunch. Martha, Martha, Martha. He said, Mary chose what was better and it will not be taken from her. So the second S of uh, silence and solitude is this, just to stop. What do I mean by that? I mean, stop the busyness. Stop the hurry. Stop the hustle of your life. Stop Stop everything. Stop the noise around you. Stop the internal voice on the inside. The voice that's constantly running and talking to you all the time. Just just quiet it all down and just stop and sit in Jesus' space. Just to sit and stop and wait on Jesus to stop that noise. Hebrews 3.1 says this. It says, let us fix our thoughts on Jesus. See, when you come into that silence and that solitude, that place that you've separated yourself to, the first thing we do is we stop and we fix our thoughts on him. We don't come with an agenda. We just stop. We wait on him. We draw near to him. Why? Because he tells us he will draw near to us. So the first thing we do is we start. Then we stop. The third thing we do 
is we sit. We sit in the silence. We sit. We learn to get comfortable with doing nothing with God. That can be so difficult, so complicated for our lives to to feel like we're allowed to stop in a world that tells us that busy hustle and hurry is the way to be successful. That, 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 that if you're not doing something, then you're lazy and you, and, and you should be ashamed of yourself. But the ways of God, the ways of Jesus is very different. When we're an apprentice of Jesus, a disciple, the, and we follow Christ, what he does is he will slow us down and he will help us and, and, and wait for us to sit and stop and sit in his presence. You know, Mary sat at Jesus' feet. Martha was hurried and busy and concerned about many things. But Mary sat. And it's when we sit. And she sat and she listened. She didn't talk. She listened to Jesus. And we find that that was commended by Jesus because he said it was the better thing. Why? Because it's undevoted, un- undivided attention with God. And that is going to be the place where relationship takes place. And the fourth thing is to stay, to stay. So the first was start, the second was stop, the third was sit, and the last one is stay. Stay until God speaks to you. Stay until you connect with him. I always remember Pastor Phil Pringle saying this many, many years ago. I heard him say this. When you read your Bible, read until he speaks. When you're in worship, worship until you feel his presence. When you're in a place of silence and solitude, sit until you encounter and connect with your father in heaven. All of us need to learn to start this process. We need to learn to stop the noise around us. We need to learn to, to sit and do and just be comfortable in God's presence. Give yourself permission to stop. You know, in my book, I write about the art of nothingness. And basically all it is, is giving yourself permission to do nothing, to, 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 to just stop all the busyness and just stop and sit in silence and, and, and not have to uh, uh, do this, that or whatever else, but just sit, sitting with God. This is what I do now. In, I started to tell you a story a minute ago, but I found that as I've implemented this in my life, I, I, I go for walks now and I walk down, you know, maybe 15 minutes out into the bush and I found this lookout and I sit and I sit and nobody's around anywhere and I just sit and I, 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 I just start listening to the, to the noises around me, the, the, the birds and the wind and the whatever is around me. And I just start to just praise and worship God in that space and just start speaking those words, Lord, I worship you. You're amazing, Father. Thank you for this time to be able to sit with you. Draw near to me, Father. Come near to me. And so as you start to do that, your soul starts to, 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 to thrive and your spirit starts to thrive. And before long, what you find is you start hungering after the silence. You start hungering after the solitude because the soul, your soul is just in love with that space with God where God can just connect and there's no agenda. It's just you and your father and it's just sitting in his presence and speaking with him. So I want to encourage you today that, um, you know, in a moment we're going to do communion and that communion is we're actually going to practice 
practice this silence just for a short period of time, maybe a minute. We're going to practice this silence. We're going to take communion and then we're going to sit quietly and just reflect on God, not coming to him with our problems, not coming to him with our list of and agendas. We're just going to come to him because he's our father and we just want to sit with him. Just want to sit with him. So if you've got time right now, why don't you quickly grab your uh, communion, uh, your little bit of well, juice or whatever it may be. Maybe you've got a big cupcake. I don't know what you've got, but whatever it is, whatever you're going to use for communion right now, let's just take that in our hands and I'll just get mine while I'm here. And let's just right now, I'm going to pray and then we're going to just sit just for a minute. And maybe this is the first time you've ever done this, but I'm believing that God is going to encounter you in a special way. So let's just, I'm going to pray and then we're going to sit for a minute and take our communion. Father, I thank you this morning and I ask that you would just come and visit us, Lord. Lord, for those who have not felt your presence, those who have never encountered you, I ask, Lord, today that would change as we stop, as we withdraw and we sit and we go to that place of silence in the next minute. I just thank you, Lord, that you will come and meet with us. In Jesus' name. Feel free to take your communion as, as you feel. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.